Hello and welcome to that <laughs> Nope. Nope. Take two. Hello and welcome to Vamp House. Oh my. What? The Vamp House. Did you just become either more voice. southern or more Boston? Should we, should we start to one of us do it? No. Bam, bam. Kenneth doesn't know how to make his mouth work. Hello and welcome to Bam Pow TV, your <laughs> weekly recap of superheroes. We are here to talk about uh, not the CW shows because we cannot count days and Look, realize is hard. today is today and all the shows are not this. out yet today. Numbers so. are stupid. We are talking about... Math is for chumps. The boys, chumps. Jessica Jones, and perennial favorite, Titans. But there's no bias here. So, as I always... Like perennial stands in for Kenneth's favorite. Yeah. yeah. Potato, potato. No. I'm your host, Kenneth, and as always, I am joined by Beatrice. Yes, I'm here. And Monica. I'm here, and I have two beers. Oh, no. Oh, yes. Ugh. I don't, like, that? There's an episode of Brooklyn Nine-Nine <laughs> where they had this chump who is, quote-unquote, rapping to himself, and he's something about, yeah, I'm here, and I will have two beers. <laughs> and, you know, achievable life goals. Actually. I'm, I dig it. If you're going to set life goals that you're definitely going to nail, that's mm-hmm. a good one. Yeah. yeah but yeah, if, yeah, you're, yeah. if you're really not feeling yourself, that's a life goal to complete. I'm fine. I'm on time, and I am drinking wine. Yes. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> all millennials are fine. It doesn't mean... That. Yeah. We're all feeling fine. It's fine. Fucked up, insecure, neurotic, and emotional? Yes, actually. Yes. Yeah. Jesus. I'm suffering an existential crisis, but I'm in this garage doing this. It's sweating. Good. It's good. Sweating. Yeah, you're Because it got hot again. Yeah. Surprise. Not just sweating because my future is in shambles and I have nothing and I will die destitute on the street. Porking sweating like, like that gift <laughs> from, uh, <laughs> like that gift from Key and Peel. Or he's just yes, sweating. Oh, yeah. Sweating. I looked at your browser history. Ugh. I use that gift a lot. It's a good one. That mm-hmm. one in the the Kurtz. Ugh. Yeah. They, like, also a good chair. one. So news of the week: uh, the Joker is out. Some people like it. Some people don't like it. I haven't seen it, and I'm eh. Todd Howard Phillips. Todd Phillips. Todd Todd Bro uh, has basically killed any interest I have of seeing it because he's he gross. He's he out on the circuit, this, being a piece of shit. He's handling this so wrong and i can't believe the studio is letting him say this stuff don't you have a handler like, where is his handler where so, okay is so in his defense the wb really, going shut the fuck up it's Todd. your fault oh, that uh he can't make comedy anymore because because oh, yeah. i'm like a woman yeah and woke culture killed it which is hilarious because we saw a great skit on snl of all places today about how to make a joke about race and it was so it funny. was Great. Thank you, Phoebe, Phoebe Waller-Bridge. Pretty sure she wrote that whole joke. Um, but also, I love Taika Waititi retweeting. Yes! <laughs> we saw a murder! Um, because I saw Thor Ragnarok, and it was funny as shit. It was so funny. And it funny. didn't punch down once. Yeah. Yeah. Todd Phillips, he's a hack. He made one movie that got turned into a three-peat that sucked, and he hasn't grown out oh, of it. Oh, I liked The Hangover at the time. I haven't rewatched it. Well, the three-peat sucked. Oh, okay, gotcha, gotcha. I'm sure The Hangover was good, and I'm sure it 70% holds up. Because I do remember really liking it. I would be curious if one of you guys wanted to rewatch it and then let me know how you feel about it now. Or, Challenge hear me out, I could just go watch The Spy Who Dumped Me instead. I mean, that would be and that just was have excellent. a guaranteed good time. Or, or Spy. Spy. Oh, man. Also a good movie. God, I love Spy. One of the two greatest things that came out of the year of Our Lord 2015. The other one being Mad, Mad Max, Max Fury, Fury Road. Road. Oh, man. That movie was lit. 
Wow, you two high fived. I hope you're proud of yourself. It was a good high five. It didn't hurt. Had a great clap. And for me, no look high five. So suck it. Christ. Um, other news. All the CW stuff is back this week. Batwoman. Batwoman premieres. Yeah, well, except Arrow and Legends. So what did I say? Yeah, most of it. Uh, Batwoman premieres in three hours, and I'm excited for all of you to watch it. Ooh. Are we gonna watch it together? I have <gasps> obviously watched it already because you okay, know, uh, I saw like it months ago. Before we move on, I should say news of the week. <laughs> oh my god, shut your face! That's my impersonation of you. It, it was very spot Did on. You like it? It's good. It's good. It sounded nose. a lot like me. <laughs> Uh, uh, New York City Comic Con was this weekend. Lots of fun stuff coming out of it, including a full trailer for the new Picard show, <gasps> which looks so good. I'm I pretty excited. Very excited for that. I love that they finally let Seven wear like real human clothes, and she's not just wearing a cat suit anymore. Yeah. <sighs> nice. I mean, overall, I'm glad for that. A bit of me What's still like, man. She looks so nice in that cat suit, though. Well, then you have That's your 12 year old brain. Yeah. And your ding-dong Obviously, <laughs> she's hot and she has a great rack. But then I have to remember her talking about wearing that cat suit and how they had a corset on her so tight that she could hardly breathe Ugh. and could not sit down, which makes it a little less sexy for me. Yeah, that's not as fun. Because there are ways to wear corsets that you can breathe and sit down. Like, you have to sit up straight, and you have to sit on the edge of chairs, but you can sit down. Yeah. Because, yeah, so it was that they wanted her to have a very specific silhouette, which which included, like, titty torpedoes. So they, they put her in this, like, molded corset that she had to, like, pour herself can into. That, can that be the name of this episode? Yes. <laughs> I'm writing it down. Um, so it's very unnatural. Really glad my beer is now your uh, notepad. Well, the whiteboard's too far away. You put it too high. Are you... Okay, you put it there, but that's fine. But yes, so I'm glad she gets to wear human clothes. Yeah, she's still also, hot she's still as shit. Hot as shit in human clothes. Mm-hmm. 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 Two guns, like a fucking John Woo movie, but not trash. But not trash. It's the key. It's the key thing. Not trash. What? John Name Woo? a John Woo movie that is not now trash. Uh, the one with the doves. They all oh, have doves. Oh, checkmate. Um, I don't know that that old one with a uh, Chow Young Fat where he's the the cop and he like dives across the the deli counter. What movie? Is that? I don't know, man. Uh, Are you sure that's a John Woo movie? Chow Young Fat's pretty cool. He was in um the maybe? dumb one where they walk on bamboo trees and it never made sense to me. Crouching Tiger, Hidden, what the fuck? <laughs> that movie was great. that movie was good. Was it or was it physically and psychically and physics wise hard boiled nonsense? There we go. Okay. I will put that in my docket and try to watch it. Yeah, so the the problem is... and He the, also made Face Off. No, I know. And Mission and Impossible 2. The, the which problem, is the only garbage Mission Impossible film and should be stricken from the record. This is going to sound super pretentious, so I apologize in advance. Mm. I, like I wish John, I had popcorn. <laughs> I like John Woo movies before he started making American movies. When, when Actually, it was, that doesn't sound like, pretentious. Fair. The okay. opposite would be true. If you're like, John Woo was cool until he started making American films, and then he was great. That would be pretentious. Assuming that your culture is better than any other culture? No, but I feel like pretentious also is just like, oh, you know, I, I liked it before the, the peasants No, that's on. hipster. Okay. Well, then I'm a John Woo hipster. That's fine. Yeah. Okay, so let's jump in with uh, Jessica Jones, a.k.a. the episode where they just should have killed that fucking guy. And Sold all a lot of future fucking problems, problems are now Trisha's a giant baby who couldn't get the job done. That's the problem. When 
my whole argument was there's no way to kill this guy and get away with it. But then when we start the episode and Trish says, we can't leave him alive. He saw my face. I'm like, oh, I immediately regret everything I said last week. If you saw your face, you got to kill him. Yep. And then she like scratches the fuck out of him, which, hey, cool, I guess, or whatever. But just kill him at this point. Like, I'm not even for all the killing stuff normally. This is too messy. But like, fuck this guy, dude. This guy needs to die. Yeah, this guy's a piece of shit. And yeah, and I get Jess feeling like she has to do this to protect Trish. But then also you have to think about, you also do have to think about what Trish would want. And also, is there a third option? I feel like there's always got to be another option. Yeah. People are like, I had no choice. Disappears into the river. So strange. Well, I was thinking about, um, she didn't have to, like, disappear the hairs. She could have moved them. You know, like they fell down in behind a desk or something. The problem is, is that if they get, quote unquote, lost, you've broken the chain of custody and they're no longer admissible anyway. Mm-hmm. Fine. And then we got Malcolm, who's like, oh, well, it's time to black and white morality again. And I, I don't know what he's doing. Malcolm's but... a tough one because he's like a different person in every scene. I never know what he's going to do. Yeah. And that's not a compliment. Yeah. Jerry continues to be the fucking worst. She's terrible. When she comes into that scene and she's like, I love you. Like, do you? Okay, the thing I don't understand, like, is she the only practicing lawyer in New York? (laughs) Yes. Because why would that lady go back to Jerry and be like, hey, I need a lawyer? Like, there's, I assume you could throw a stick and hit 14 other lawyers at any given time. Yeah, like, there isn't some lawyer who wouldn't find this case really interesting. Yeah. Like, I know Matt Murdock's dead, but there's got to be another lawyer in Hell's Kitchen. I'm sorry, what? What? He's not dead. Did he, he come has- back? He died at the end of Defenders, quote unquote. He, didn't he die? Yeah, and then they had season two of Daredevil. Wait. I think it means season three. I think shut up. Also. Well said. Boom. Um, also, also, he has to come back and defend uh, Peter Parker in the third Fuck. movie. How great would that be? That, that would be, be pretty baller. Excellent. Uh, oh, I just want him to wear shit. his shirt that says, I'm not Daredevil. News of the week. I'm sorry. Rachel Maddow is going to be in Batwoman as Vesper Fairchild, and I am so excited. Vesper? Vesper. Okay. Vesper's a fun name. Yeah. I don't really know anything about her, but I'm glad you're excited. Apparently she dated Bruce. Yeah, she was a... I think in the comics she was a TV personality, and they're making her a radio personality for Batwoman, Mm. uh, so she only has to do voice work. She should be a podcaster. That'd be fun. That would be fun. Um, other news of the week. Yeah. Did we talk about this last time? Um, Tom Holland basically got Spider-Man back into the MCU. Yes, yeah. we talked about yeah, this. Yeah. All right, well, I'm still thinking about it. <laughs> uh, anyway, what else happened in this Back episode? to Jessica Jones. Not much happened. Yeah, that was mostly it. Basically, Her Jessica... tried to quit, and she's like, no. Jessica destroyed evidence so that the bad guy could walk to save... Um, Trish oh. from her own stupidity. Stupid-ass Eric showed up. I was like, oh, maybe I should have testified against serial killer yeah, guy and yeah no duh bro so now the now the problem is is that we've destroyed evidence so even if we don't get caught for attempted murder or destruction of evidence um we're gonna have to kill this guy eventually because if he's not going to jail and he stays on the street anybody else he kills that's on us mm. no i i can see where you're coming from Anyone he kills is still ultimately his responsibility. You had the ability to mitigate it. That doesn't make it your fault or on you if he kills someone else. I, I gotta disagree, man. I think it, it's not it's not their fault, but it's their responsibility that 
it would be different if he went to jail and got off on like a technicality. That's a failing of the court procedure. Everybody else involved did the best they could. But Jessica actually purposefully no, yep, yep, broke right. the law yep, in order to let this guy go. Back. So I was definitely thinking This has been in, fun. <laughs> I, I was thinking just in the context of not killing him mm-hmm. with but yeah, she yeah, she did break the law. So yeah, yeah never mind. Yeah, yep, it, it's on them also. Yeah. So yeah, either okay. we gotta find a way to walk send back. him to jail legally, or after he walks, he goes in the fucking river. Because he's not gonna not kill again. This kind of asshole always kills again. Oh yeah. That was Jessica Jones. That was Jessica Jones. Cool. Well, there's a new cop assigned, um, and apparently Dum Dum Hamburger Boy murdered that other cop. Oh, shit, that dirty cop who had oh, killed yeah, a bunch like, of, like, drug dealers and gangbangers. Nurserberg or whatever. Nailed it. Definitely. Nusselberger? I, I don't know. I don't know. But anyway, yeah, some cops, new cops show up because our cop friend is off the case. Yeah. Costa. Well, at least now he gets to go adopt that baby with his husband. Yay! Oh, um, yeah. yeah. Jessica Jones. I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of like... I'm pretty out on it. When are we done? Lie. Yeah. God, this is only like episode eight. eight. Yeah. The yeah, worst part, too, is like, she's such a perfect Jessica, and it's not like they're poorly written or poorly acted. It's just like, I don't care about this villain. It's... And for I think for me, it's the pacing. It's that everything is moving so slowly. It goes really slow, and then really fast, and then really slow again. They gotta figure out how to line this shit up in a better way Mm -hmm. i don't know i don't know if they've got like if they need somebody to be whoever their head writer is is not running over everything because you got to have people assigned to write each episode and then a head of the room who is looking over everything to make sure that the flow remains consistent and maybe the person who's in charge of that just isn't checking in the way in which they should, or everybody's writing their scripts in different rooms and nobody's looking them over because there isn't any good flow between episodes. Yeah. 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 It reminds me of, um, when I used to watch Glee and all of those episodes were so disconnected Dude, from each yeah, other. They bounced all over the place. And then I found out that they didn't have a, like a, t- a typical writer's room that there was no physical room. Everybody just wrote in their wrote their own scripts at home and then oh, sent them in. Wow. Okay. So they're completely disconnected from each other. Yeah, that actually makes a lot of sense. That's though. how you make a terrible television show. On the other hand, Michael Schur, his writer room is one person sits at a laptop that is displayed and they all write the script together. I love that. That's Which crazy. Is, I would hate to be the person typing. Because, like, oh, you yeah, know you're going to fuck everything yeah, up because people are watching. and people are like, yeah. oh, you And, you know, it's a room full of type. dick writers, so they're all going <laughs> to give you shit about it. But, yeah, that's how you collaborate. That's how you make sure everything is consistent. That's how you make sure you're following an overall theme. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because from what I understand, the way most TV shows work is that you have, like, if you're, like, Monica's assigned to write episode three. You do a draft, and then you bring it into the room, and then we talk about it. And then, like, whoever's head writer gets to, like cut or delete whatever Slash they want and burn and then you go home and you write another draft and we do that like seven times mm-hmm. sounds fun <laughs> Yay! that's why that shit so, is stressful. all this this is garbage bring me better stuff next mm-hmm. time mm-hmm. yeah no that that'd be good for my psyche yeah oh so that's jessica that's jones writers right. drink. <laughs> yeah um because alcohol one. is great yeah yeah Leave this up to B. Do you want to hear about the boys next, or do you want to talk about best show ever, Titans? Uh, let's or talk about want... Titans. Okay. Let's do so, the boys last, so I can drink. Man. She's just going to polish off the rest of her wine nice. while we <laughs> talk to her about the boys. Uh, so, Ti- uh, Titans is so weird, because I feel this was a very slow episode, the same as Jessica Jones, 
but I enjoyed it so much more, and I think it was because it just it paced a bit better, and mm-hmm. a lot of stuff still happened. Um, we can talk about worst hostage ever, Jason Todd. Um, I eat best hostage. Yeah, I ever. think you mean I don't give a fuck. Yolo, Jason Todd. <laughs> he yeeted right on out of there. <laughs> He's like, "What's up, Doctor Light? I'm gonna make fun of you." Oh, oh, now I'm choking you out. Also, murder guys. Yeah, uh, apparently, you know, Deathstroke ain't got time for bullshit either. Because the second, the second Doctor Light came at Deathstroke while he's sitting in that chair, I was like, "What are you doing? Yeah, he will bro, kill you. Like, he, he will kill you immediately." I, I think the problem is he doesn't really know anything about Deathstroke. <laughs> you got to do your homework, bro. And uh, now he's dead, and that was a surprise. I mean, I'm not a supervillain, but I would think before I become embroiled with another supervillain, I would at least read his wiki page. <laughs> Do you think, yeah, yeah, they've all got to have wiki pages, right? It's all run by Barbara Gordon. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> I like it. Okay. Um, but yeah, I love that. <laughs> so they've got Jason tied up, but they didn't even take his gloves off or anything because Dr. Light's a moron. So then when he escapes and Deathstroke comes in, not only does he retie him in a better fashion, he blindfolds and and puts, puts uh, headphones yeah. over so he can't hear anything. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, that's that's the way to capture it. Yeah, he gets shit kid. done. Yeah. So Also, um so Deathstroke basically says, I've got your kid, I'm gonna kill him unless you give me back my kid. And then they argue about whether or not they should do that. When immediately I said, This is a trap. We should talk to Rose about whether she wants to go in and if she agrees, then we send her in as bait and mm-hmm. then we all kill Deathstroke. <laughs> Together Especially since Rose is on the hunt for Deathstroke. She also wants him dead. I have a huge problem with this episode because nobody is telling anybody anything. And, like, I'm really annoyed about it. Because I feel like what we learned in the first season, and every season of television ever, secrets are bad and really, really stupid. And it's a good way to get everyone murdered. Well, the the problem is you have all the original Titans who view themselves as the adults in the room and don't... I, I think feel like they're protecting the next generation of Titans. That. I get that, but like, how far removed could they be from being teenagers that they don't remember that teenage superheroes will get into anything? Like, I'm uh, 36, but I remember what I was like as a fucking 17 year old. Mm-hmm. And like, oh, I man. also Half did. Your life ago. Shut the fuck up. Oh, <laughs> that was so Ooh, mean. That hurt. <laughs> I felt that across the table. Whew. Um, But like, I just, for adults, they're all making really stupid decisions, and it's like they've forgotten what it was when they were Titans. They Mm -hmm. never would have let some older person come in and not let them be a part of this. Like, um, Dick knows who Jason is as a person, so his entire handling of Jason has been terrible. Like, I'm just so frustrated. And the whole, like, oh, don't tell Dick, and Dick's like, don't tell the kids. I don't know, like... If they shared from the beginning, Jason probably wouldn't have gotten kidnapped. And even if he had gotten kidnapped, like Beatrice said, if we had just said, Hey, Rose, your dad called. He's got our friend. He wants you. How do you feel about a bait and switch? Let her make an informed decision. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because then we get to do that thing where, like, we stand on opposite sides of a bridge. And then Rose walks over to Deathstroke and is like, Hey, Pops, and then stabs him. Who doesn't want to see that? I want to see I, that. I'm here for it. I, I-, I had a great time. Um, I loved the big fight. I mean, I had a great time. I love that Corey's back. <gasps> yeah. I love that, uh, oh my god, when, uh, Rose was trying to escape and Raven got in her way, it was all, hey, no, and then 
freaked out and accidentally, you know, kind of murdered her a little bit. Like, a lot of her was folded in a way where the human body should not fold. Yeah. That's correct. And then just her regeneration scene was straight out of, like, a weird horror film. And it Definitely, was awesome. Definitely, like, Japanese horror, like, the ring style. Yeah. With that Everything, like, snapping around. Crunching of finger bones and shit. What? I really enjoyed that Corey walked into the room and straight up took over. She's like, what the fuck? Yeah. Tell me everything. What's up, dum-dums? Here are our choices. And I liked it. At one point, Dick came back and she's like, so, which problem do you want to solve first? And I'm like, Corey! Yeah. And then Dick's whole, like, his he slumps, like, his shoulders go down and his yeah. chin goes down. And I'm just like, don't leave again, Corey, yeah. please. Like, he's just in his head going, never leave me ever yeah. again. <laughs> I cannot handle all of these fucking children by myself. Yeah, it's. I love their relationship. When are they gonna make out again? I assume pretty soon. She's gotta figure out that royalty jazz. Whatever. Tell them to wait. I'm busy. Busy with that dick. Am I right? God, get out. (laughs) Also, his bullshit. I like your hair, and then like not showing up to be Batman and to like take on the guy by himself to save every. Fuck you. That's not a team. I really thought their plan was going to be. having Dawn pretend to be Rose. Because they both got white hair. He put an eye patch on. Slap an eye patch on her. Have her slouch a bit or something. And be like, ooh, I love my iPhone. And Deathstroke would be like, oh, that's my daughter. She seems like a millennial. (laughs) What? (laughs) Nailed it, actually. I'm very out of touch with the current generation. So, she'd have to do it through TikTok. Oh, yeah, there we go. (laughs) That's what the kids are doing these days. So, Jason Falls... Off the scaffolding. It's okay. Corey can fly. No, she can't. Because she's got... How fucking dare you. She's got the, the bracelet on her, so she can't right now. But, hear me out. I'm going to drop another Kenneth prediction bomb on you. The next episode is all another? about... Another? Dude, that's all I do is have great ideas. Uh, all right. <laughs> oh, my God. Who told you that? <laughs> I, I told me that. No Don't one else listen will. to that guy again. <laughs> um, so, the next episode is all about Connor escaping from Cadmus. So I think we're going to get oh! half oh flashback episode. Yes! He's running. That helicopter that kept being very predominantly in the shot is, for is him. chasing him. <gasps> and he's just like, who's this dum-dum falling from a building? Yes! Fucking Superboy jumps and catches him. Yes! I want that yes! so yes! much. Yes! Yes! Yeah. He's sure the dog with us. Yeah, dog knows what's dog up. Dog knows what's up. Because there's no way they killed Jason Todd across an episode like this if he was going to potentially die and come back as a red hood he would have splatted at the end of yeah, this episode yeah, 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 yeah. cutting to black while he's falling he lives obviously obviously also i'm just not ready for him to be red hood like i i really like shitty dirtbag jason todd right? and i'm so here for fun. him to be so frustrating for everyone also i really like his and hank's dynamic and i would like to see that play out more and like Man, hank has done such a 180 for me um, he's been great yeah well i really love him like calling jason the shit stirrer and talk talking about what a dumbass he is but then when deathstroke calls and like is obviously hurting jason on the other end of the line his face goes so still and he immediately is just like give us that kid back or i will fucking kill yeah. you yeah 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 uh, he's got very much that like older brother yes. the only one who can be mean to my younger sibling is me yes anyone else i'm gonna punch you that's the firm rule yes it's a firm yeah, rule no, across relationships <laughs> oh yeah it is known nobody gave my sister more shit than me the minute somebody else tried i got into the only physical fight i ever got into <laughs> in high school the one fight i have been in was because of my sister and i've fucking pile driver to dude i felt very good about it Jesus. i got i got suspended then, for three days 
he tried to go and uh, tell the teacher, and no one believed him because <gasps> I was such a goody goody. <laughs> oh! It was so good. That's great. Well, I haven't gotten into physical fights for Kurt, but it's mostly because he's built like a mountain. Yes. And he takes care of that himself. But I did stand between him and a drunken car driving idiot who wanted to try to street race and got into his face. Ooh, so never street I, race with Kurt. Yeah, I you got get pulled in front of Kurt and then got in that guy's face for a verbal altercation. Nice. Thanks. Yeah. What was it? How old was I? 15-year-old Beatrice. And this girl, Ashley Mason, was in my gym class. She called Fucking my Ashley. sister. Fucking Ashley. She called my sister a retard. <gasps> How dare. And Let's um, find her right now. We got into a, like, and, but like, uh, we, we were, we were sort of verbally yelling at each other. And, uh, then we were in the same lunch period as well. And she walked behind me at the lunch table and whacked me on the back of the head. And then I just like jumped up and like tackled her. Yes! <laughs> it was like, the dumbest, shittiest fight you've ever seen. <laughs> she knocked my glasses off. I smacked her in the face. Oh my god! <laughs> I'm picturing this, and it brings me so much. I love joy. it. Super I love it. It's just like a it lasted about. Fight. It lasted about 17 seconds. <laughs> um, and then they, we both got hauled into the principal's office, where I cried, and then I got suspended for three days. I mean, you were in that suspension. That was a gift. Yeah. Mm -hmm. This is a suspension crown. My uh, dad could not stop laughing. (laughs) (laughs) My mom was very mad. And my dad was just like, and then you what? (laughs) That's amazing. I just start fights and then Kurt, poor Kurt just has to like stand behind me looking mean when he's like the softest. Yeah, he's the softest teddy bear you've ever met. And he just has to like stand behind me and look angry because I have once again started an altercation with someone. Look, that guy was trying to do racist shit at a baseball game. Like, I don't stand for that. Nope. Anyway, right. I love Hank. And I love my dirtbag son. And I really hope it is Connor. And I'm so happy that um, my girl, Corey, is back. Dude, her fighting... Both her and Dick fighting Deathstroke together. Dude, her, like, just with the bullets and, like, the that fire. And, like, the moment when Deathstroke had the gun at her hand... And shot it, and then was like, what? And yeah, like, looked, looked up at her. So I was like, yeah, motherfuckers, I'll kill you. Oh my god, it reminded me of that scene in Civil War. Yeah. Where Bucky has the gun, and Tony puts his hand yes. out and, like, catches it. Yes, Tony stops it and didn't think it would work. <laughs> and they're both like, what? what? <laughs> oh, so good. Anyway, Titans, I am happy that Corey's back, because I feel like she's the only person who's like, we should talk about everything all the time, out loud, in front of people. Yeah. And I want Connor already. Like, I've seen pictures of him and stuff, so I hope he is coming next episode. The the fucking... Well, he is. Next episode is about him escaping from Cadmus. Are we going to see all his, like, little genetic friends? What are they called? uh, Genomes. Yeah. I hope so. Genomorphs. 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 Sorry, yeah. And the picture of him for next episode is just sitting like this. I saw him and I was like, like, Jesus Christ, he is stacked. Uh, His biceps are bigger than my fat ass head. How old is he in the show? Because like how inappropriate is this? We're going to have to look up how old he is. I'm going to look it up right now. To see if we can, can we lust after him or is that gross? lust after him. (laughs) Yeah, please ask Google that. Look, you have to ask sometimes. I had to look up Tom Holland when the first Spider-Man movie came out. Thank God he was like 20. He's a baby. You're all disgusting. Okay. I don't want anything to happen. No, I just want to know. Like, if, if I, I met him in real life, I'd be like, aw, baby. But, like, I can lust from afar. Baby. You're a baby. Jesus, those arms. Fuck that guy. Show us the picture. Look yes, we're trying. Doing exercises. Show us. That was a picture of a film. God. Also, when is Nightwing going to get here? I feel pretty soon. I want We've that, seen but... him in the picture. Like, he exists. They have had him in the outfit. 
Show me. He's doing the iconic Superboy pose. It it probably means no one to nice. anything who didn't read uh, Superboy immediately after Death of Superman run. Which also, I only, I only found out last night, uh, they did the Death of Superman because they wanted to, their, their big story for the summer was going to be, uh, Clark and Lois getting married, but they put it on hold until it could coincide with, uh, when Adventures of, uh, Lois and Clark, the show, had the two of them get married. Oh. So they pushed it back a couple years and were like, shit, we need a, like, a big, fun Superman crossover. Yeah, fuck it, we'll kill him. That'll go well. Nice. So, yeah. Okay. Um, the actor is 25. Okay. I don't know how old Superboy is in the show. Well, the well, problem is, like, he's like, a week. Yeah. <laughs> so it gets oh, little, that's right. Okay, It so gets a fine. little weird. We're fine. We're fine. We're fine. We're fine. Are we? No. You're lusting after I'm a not, week-year-old. I'm not lusting after him. I am admiring his physique. <laughs> in a lusty sure. kind of way. <laughs> he's six foot one, and he's from Australia. All right. Okay, uh, let's talk about the boys then. Yeah. I'm going to get my glass of wine. This show is a gift. So I was watching this, and she was in the room with me, and the show opens, and it's a bunch of other people, and then Carl Urban's there for a scene and doesn't really say anything, and then some other scenes happen, and then a scene comes back with Carl Urban, and he opens up his the his mouth, and his, like, the boy's Australian accent comes out, and she goes, whoa, <laughs> was not expecting yeah, that. Yeah, that's all he does is, like, sexy chews his way through this show. I think my favorite part of this episode that I tuned in for was what he called God a cunt and said that <laughs> you should lob a nuke at him. Yeah. You know what he has no time for? Giving a fuck. I also like that he told that guy who's working the festival, I'm around all day, so, like, come find me. And I'm like, you're a visitor! He works here! He's so weird, and I love it. So, yeah, so th- this whole the episode, basic summary of this episode is we're at a like, seven-supported Jesus convention. Yeah, it, it's called Believe. It's all about stretchy Mick Armstrong. That and guy his, is gross. Yeah, he is gross. Also, um, he said Jesus said bro, and I don't think Jesus said bro for a second. No, if no, if he was said- going to say bro, though, it would be Jesus. No, it would be fucking Paul, the no. loser. Jesus did not say bro. Yeah. He would Paul have. is Paul is the faker bro dude. Okay? He would have been like, what's up, bro? And Jesus would be like, don't use gender uh, language. What? Bro is for everyone. You're not wrong. Also, like Paul the disciple. I, I, yeah, Paul I the disciple, who's the I'm, worst of all his, of oh, okay. his disciples, I'm, erased Mary Magdalene and turned Jesus's wit should be led by women or we should have equality into what we know of the Catholic Church now. Fucking, Classic. yeah, Paul and fucking Constantinople or no, um, Constantine. Constantine. I was like, <laughs> also, also a misogynistic jerk face. Yeah. Who was a pagan his entire life and knew to respect the female form. I'm fine. We're fine. Yeah, John okay, Constantine, so let's talk about the- Hellblazer, excellent guy. <laughs> Love him. That other guy, Constantine from history, fuck that guy. Fuck that guy. How did this show end up here? I you know, know, when when I showed up four years ago, when y'all <laughs> were like, hey, we need a person to fill a fourth chair for an episode or two. Remember that? Remember when this was John's show? And it was going to be like a round table? And it was going to be like people swinging in and out, and you were going to come in a little bit, and then like no one else would come back, and and you were the only one we could sucker? You just, you two don't leave. You're just here every week. You literally invited us here with cheese and wine. You promised me charcuterie, asshole. Where is that? (laughs) Anyway, Bible event. Starlight is here. She gets to wear her original outfit, yeah. not the sexy one. And the reasoning is the sexy one isn't family friendly, which makes you want to 
Rip my face off. Yep, Rip my yep, 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 face yep, yep. off. <laughs> was reminding me a lot of that horror movie Pure I was telling you about, which yeah. is great. It's all about epic misogyny and about how Lilith is a badass and you should oh, summon her to kill I all I kind of want to watch that one, actually. So, I don't really think we need to go through the step-by-step of this episode because no. Beatrice doesn't care. I think no. that we could talk about, like, the stuff we liked in this episode. I liked... So I really liked, um, I feel like this episode and next episode are where the show starts diverging pretty hard from the comic and going, hey, this uh, Garth Ennis comic written by a dude who wasn't super into women at all. Um, We want to pay homage to the origin of it, but also do our own thing. That's a bit more contemporary. Um, I, I liked Starlight's whole thing at the end. That was great. And just her going fuck all of you i'm gonna do me also like her standing up to her mom in that way because (laughs) um you okay over there i'm laughing at your reaction to what i did to our drinks it makes me so uncomfortable i know (laughs) um i was wondering if you were thinking about um the mom from jessica jones or if you were thinking about your own mom I was thinking about the mom from Jessica Jones. Luckily, my mother's problem with me has never been um, how to monetize my existence. Nice. So thank God for that. <laughs> thank goodness for her. Yeah. Um, no, I was thinking about how great that was that we're literally watching. And her. she's like, Mom, I can't do this. It doesn't feel right. And you think she's going to listen. Yeah. And then Mom says, I've been waiting 23 years for this. I have done all of the work and put in all of the time to get you here. You owe me this. Yeah, she sees and, her daughter as an investment. Yes, and my reaction is, your children are not an investment. Your children are not something you can, like, put time into and then get something back. You chose to have a baby and raise that baby. That's all it is. You're raising a person, making sure they're well-fed and happy and hopefully well-adjusted so that they can go out into the world and be something. hmm and this idea that she assumes that, you know, she's earned something yeah, you of her this. life. Yeah, is such fucking garbage and shows me who that person is at their heart. Well, yeah. yeah, that a relationship, you should put into a relationship what you hope to, not necessarily what you should hope to get out of it. I mean, hopefully there should be an equality in relationships, but you should do things for people because you love them and you care about them. Right. Not yeah. like there's that great quote about... um um, friendship is not a machine. I was that you just put, thinking about this. A, wo- a woman is not a machine that you put friendship tokens into until sex falls out. That's literally the quote I was just That's thinking. Good. And you just have to like adjust it for parents. Children are not a machine you put like raising or parental tokens into to then gain monetary value at mm. the end. They do not exist to get you something 20 years later. So like that really sucked. And I'm glad that she stood up, but Starlight's arc is so tough because she started out really high she all she wanted to be was a superhero Mm -hmm. she got into it for the right reasons she wanted to be famous she wanted to be a part of the seven but at her core she wants to help people and she's having this like fucking just destructive slide down into (laughs) like rock fucking bottom because all of the people she looked up to, the seven, are terrible. Oh, yeah. This company that she has put value into as, like, a consumer, vote Voight, terrible. Nobody cares about her as a person, except she thought for her mom, but she found out today, her mom also does not care about her as a person. Well, sees her as a commodity. Even Huey as well, like, yeah, has to... Yeah, there was to a tough moment with yeah. her and Huey. Basically exploit the relationship they have to get tickets he could to go have see phrased it better but like also i get it yeah he, he was under a lot of duress at that point like yes and he i think he covered so 
Starlight has been one of my favorite things. It's hard to watch this, but watching her kind of come to a realization of what the world really is and maybe like choosing herself because she chose herself in that moment. Mm -hmm. She chose Anne to be your Anna or whatever her name, Annie. Annie. She chose Annie. She, Mm -hmm. you know, she gave up a a lot and she's going to be in some trouble, but she chose Annie. Has been really great for me. My other favorite part of this episode and the show so far is like Huey is innately good at this. Like, he just is. Mm-hmm. And the way that he got what they needed from Ezekiel was interesting, which we'll come back to. And then with Starbright, Light. at the Starlight, at the end, she was obviously hurt. And he was like, okay, I'll come clean. And I was like, you could probably just tell her. She's so angry. She'll probably help you. But he came up with another lie. Just like on the also, spot. It was so the, well done. The thing I like... Is it wasn't even a lie. No, it, it was, it was like a lie wrapped in truth. truth. Yeah, and I think it's so tough because I want the two of them to be honest with a each lie other. date wrapped in truth. And, yeah, I'm just like, God, like because the problem is we know she's a good person. They he don't doesn't. really know yeah. she's a good person, so it's hard to watch knowing yeah. everything and knowing what he was really doing. But yeah. his version of my girlfriend died. I wanted to come here and talk to him because I'm looking for a way to explain that. And I haven't heard anything real except what you said was such a good cover. Just yeah. off the fucking cuff. This guy is so good at this. Oh, my God. His conversation with the stretchy Jesus yeah. guy. Oh, man. Because his, his, he pulls the phone out and water just comes pouring when out of it. When he, like, like, was getting uh, baptized, oh, no. I was like, your phone better not be in your pocket, bud. But of course it um, was. Gotta have that. Saying, like, you should get that waterproof iPhone. iPhone 11 Pro Max. Two uh, meters, 30 minutes. I, yeah, IP68 rated, bro. Anyway, um, but yeah, that moment when he was supposed to show the video of the pastor making out with men and he couldn't get on it and he immediately was like, oh, it was me. And then like, what was your favorite line? Oh, was that you? Played you played my, my ass like a, like no, jazz. He said you played my butt. You played my butt like, <laughs> like jazz. jazz. And we were like, that really Huey, no. God, that was so awkward. I wanted to die the whole time. <laughs> she loved that, it. That's most of him interacting with people. It's she great. She loved it. I, I really think if you gave the show a chance, you might like it. I mean... Maybe I'll just watch it around her. Yeah. Because I think Be that like, worked. I really thought this was going to be a lot worse than it was, but it was a, actually a really good episode, good episode. for all yeah. the characters. Yeah, and no, nobody I, was truly the worst except for fucking Carl Urban's character. Well, yeah, cuz he's a shithole of a human being well, and that I love listening Homelander's to. Homelander's such a fucking weirdo. God, he, he is stresses a me sociopath. out. Every time he shows up, I just get really tense. Dude, and like, I don't like it. He the guy who plays him is in my head a lot like uh dude who played Joffrey where he does so well that I hate him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't like how much he looks like Chris Evans. It makes me very uncomfortable. I bet they specifically cast him. Yeah. Oh, I would bet so. That. Also, I was wrong. He's not Dennis Quaid's son, even though they look a lot alike and have the same voice. Mm-hmm. He's from New Zealand. That's just his American accent. Apparently sounds like Dennis Quaid. Oh, interesting. Okay. Dennis Quaid's son is Jack Quaid, who plays Huey. Oh. That is the huh. son of Dennis Man, he looks Quaid. looks nothing yeah, like him. Dennis Quaid and Meg Ryan. That's why he's so slim. That is really strange. Before she fucked around with Russell Crowe and lost everything. Womp womp. Well, don't have sex with another man. Meg, I don't care if it's Russell Crowe. Also, Russell Crowe, don't fuck another man's wife. Like, what are you doing? Anyway, do you want to talk about what I assume is your favorite part? Is it the baby? Yep. Yep. Okay, so the big takeaway from this episode (laughs) 
is uh, Compound V is being shipped all over the country to hospitals and injected straight into itty bitty little babies. So, uh, I was not paying attention. Was that baby with the laser eyes? Was that boss lady's baby? Or was no, that- that's just no, a that's just baby. a random baby. Oh, okay. Yeah. So uh, Carl Urban, who I really should learn his name, butcher, butcher, and milk uh, break into a hospital, and they're like, "Cool, we're gonna track down the secret. It's all babies. What the fuck? That baby's got eye lasers." And then dudes with guns show up, and then Carl Urban weaponizes that baby and fucking. Eye lasers people in half. With the baby? With the he, like, baby. Holds he holds it and the baby just does it. Like, yeah, he just, the baby's like, just it. like, oh, whatever. And then at one point the baby's not doing it and he goes, hey, 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 <laughs> hey. And then the baby like does it. So good. And then the, <laughs> the baby. Oh my God. It was amazing. And the thing I like the most is, you know, Carl Urban hates soups. Full stop. But even then, like, he's got it's a line, a and at the end of it, he puts the baby back in its little NICU thingy. And, like, gives, With, like, an eye laser proof cover. Yeah. <laughs> so they've obviously learned some lessons here. And bit, was like, yeah. hey, don't, at least, uh, don't be at crazy. At least one doctor has died. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, Carl Urban puts the baby back, even though we know how much he hates supers. He could have definitely killed that baby. Yes. And he's like, he basically, like a line even for this he basically show. is like, hey, baby, grow up to be chill, or I'll come back and I'll fucking kill you. <laughs> Which is inspirational. I, I believe he said, I'll brick you. Yeah. <laughs> because, like, <Just> graphic. <laughs> he just gave that baby a taste for murder. The baby's not going to remember. The, the baby's brain baby. is still pudding, basically. Yeah. Like, you don't know that. I fucking do. I saw a baby autopsy, and they had to put the baby brain in fucking gelatin to get it to firm up so that they could do some stuff with it. I mean, but I think people, like, I don't I think I that- ever needed to do that. <laughs> Awesome. Okay. I told you that story about my Uncle John, about how I didn't trust him because about something that happened to me when I was a baby. So I think you were- But how old were you? Younger than an infant. Young, like, not old enough to walk yet. This is like freshly born. Yeah, this was like- a Still month, in the baby. hospital. Well, I don't know. Alright. Well, anyway, it was a delight. So that baby has a taste And you should, uh, <laughs> you should watch that scene. It was so good. That was the part where you were like, oh my god, his heart- Oh my god, it was so gross. It was the part where, like, the guy was laying on the ground and had been, like, lasered open, and then it's, his heart was still kind of trying to beat. It was so gross. I loved it so much. I was like, Swamp Thing, I miss you. This show's so good. <laughs> also, like, Homelander and Stillwell have, like, a weird uh, relationship. She's, well, she's, like, fake breastfeeding him. Oh, man. Oh. I, I thought she was going to full-on breastfeed Same. him. I was like, I will vomit. You're going to have to take over the television. I was so excited. And then they did not follow through. <laughs> Ex- explain, please. No, you. Well, you can have, like, you don't have to go all the way with your fetish. I don't understand. That makes no sense. It's ridiculous. Like, um, on, a, on a recent last podcast episode, they were talking about that there are guys who have a castration fetish. Uh, but a lot of times, if you do that, like, you only get to do it once. Yeah. And sometimes you die. And so, there was, they talked, they got a, a letter or an email from a sex worker who works with guys who have a castration fetish. And so, she, like, does a thing where she gets a, a, a dildo that's in the same skin color as them. And then, like, quote unquote, cuts it off. Huh. So then they get to experience the fetish without having to actually do it. So you, you don't have to, like, live with the consequences. Interesting. That's how you take care of a fetish. Okay. That's hor No, you know, that's not horrifying. Whatever. Live your best life. I don't care. It's better than people who, like, sign up to be eaten and then are dead. Yes. You gotta find a way to sign up to be eaten repeatedly. Yeah. Because, like, 
how do you enjoy that fetish if you have to be dead first before they eat you? Like, I don't get that. I think you're enjoying the up until the moment you're dead. Because I feel like there's a way around that, too. Like, you could do, like, a fake out where you do, like, maybe some sort of some sort of thing where your head is, like, under the table, and then it looks like there's guts on top, and then somebody else, like, eats it, and you think maybe it's you, but it's I mean, not. that would work, actually. Then you get to, like, enjoy it. Yeah. You're, quote-unquote, So dead. that's our show. <laughs> Thank you for listening. We are back next week, actually, with everything, except our own legends. Um, and a little bit of the boys. I love it so much. Probably just going to finish it tomorrow. Don't you have to work tomorrow? Nah, fuck it. It's fine. Just call in sick. I'm excited. Mondays are my busiest day. So I actually have work to do tomorrow. Nice. So uh, catch us outside at EmmaTaylor.com. I believe it's cash me outside. Cash me outside. I believe it's I'm throwing you to the wolves. Jesus. Outside. Uh com slash Bampow TV. The Facebooks, the Instagrams. Always. All werewolves are sexy werewolves. Oh my god, did you get that book to Jeanette? She was so excited. <laughs> Although I, I definitely Can she it start up. like a text chain with the four of us? <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that fucking book. <laughs> that book was very bad. You're gonna have to cut all this too. Oh no. People need to know. So that's our show. We'll see you next week for season five, episode one of I Know You. No, nope. Bam Powed <laughs> in your television. Can you get it together? <laughs> I can't. It's so hot in here. My brain is bush. Um, uh, check out I Know What You podcasted last summer. Next week we're talking about Jennifer's body. Happy Halloween. Ooh, which I need to watch. Ugh. Maybe Awkward. watch that instead of the boys. Yeah, maybe that. Okay. Anyway, thank you for listening. We will see you next week and next season. Same Bam time. Same bam patowl. <laughs> Do it again. <laughs> so that is our show. We will see you next week and next season. Same bam time, same pow channel. <laughs> <laughs>